Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Football Fig Nuts podcast. It is week 19 in the NFL. It is playoff time. I am Craig. I am Britt. And we're back again for the playoffs, Britt. Playoffs? Playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, but week one of the playoffs was not good to Britt in the DFS realm. Uh, no, and it wasn't good for your Chiefs. Uh, no, well, we're going to get to that in a either. minute. But first, let's start with what we're drinking. You have an interesting looking bottle. I do. Um, so I was looking up, I know this is going to sound weird. I was looking up healthy beers, healthy er beers. And I've, I'm guessing comparatively. Why is that weird? Because uh, it just sounds weird. Um, but one of them on the list was a beer by Founders Brewing called All Day IPA. Do we know where is Founders? I've had their stuff before, um, and I think I've had that particular IPA. I'm not sure. I don't want to move the bottle because I might spill no, it. Cool. I'll keep talking and I'll look it up. Britt's gonna look it up. Uh, yeah, it's only um 4.7. It's a session. <clears throat> it's a session. Uh, it's only 42 IBUs. So not bad. It's very easy drinking if you like IPAs. This is one you can drink. Uh, I would say a fair amount of without really feeling anything. Unless you're like Deb, hi Deb, and you have hi Deb one Budweiser and you're happy. Happy's the word. They're uh, <laughs> out of Michigan, Grand Rapids and Detroit. Oh, there you go. Grand Rapids is Michigan, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. And uh, what's the beer you have? You have two bottles. Well, I do just because I have a backup beer. It's been a weird week already. Uh, I am polishing off the Holiday Ale from Two Roads Brewing in my uh, fridge. So, um, I, I, as folks know, I bought a case. Cases. No, I, I bought a case. I, over the course <laughs> of the, the holiday season, I probably bought two cases worth of stuff, but I bought a case in, en masse, and I kept one four-pack of it ready to go. Well, this is the last of that final four-pack. There were two beers left, and I opened one, and I looked at my wife, and I said, I'm saving the last holiday ale for you. And she was like, oh, that's sweet. That's That's great. So tonight, I go into the fridge, and I need to grab a beer or two to come down to the podcast, and I look, and the fridge is bare bones i just have not gone to get beer and i'm staring at the drawer and she walks up next to me and goes take the last holiday ale and i went i can't it's it's yours and she was like just just take the last holiday ale i'm like oh see that's why i married you you're wonderful she doesn't want you to touch her scotch <laughs> um yeah jameson her Irish whiskey yeah yeah that bottle has somehow disappeared i'm not quite sure where it is um, but I know my wife, she's not exactly, she's, she's a good hider when she wants to be, but she's got to put the effort into it. I'm sure she just tucked it into a corner of the cabinet somewhere. I was like, eh, he won't find it here. <laughs> and I've gone looking for it, so it's fine. But, uh, yeah. So I'm nice. drinking a holiday ale. Um, I also have a backup of Harpoon's, uh, Flannel Fridays that is left over from the fall. So. Excellent. Yeah. But, so. So. Wild card weekend. Wild, wild it was. Oy vey. Can we just go to burning questions and talk about that later? Uh, we could, though. The burning question we have from Cinch. Uh, Let's start there. So question one, burning hot questions. Okay. Go for it, Craig. All right. But it does It does involve your The team. Chiefs. Okay, which is why he sent it to you and not to me. Yes. <laughs> Smart. Good, good call, Cinch. All right. So this is from Cinch. Uh, it said, couldn't be text to Brit when he sent it to me. Uh, is it time to fire Andy Reid? Would no. It be, would it be better to miss the playoffs instead of always losing them at home to a lesser team? But that's not an Andy Reid issue. That is not an Andy Reid issue. That is a Kansas City Chiefs issue. Andy Reid has lost in the playoffs. Andy Reid's the only guy who's won a playoff game since Joe Montana played for us. 
1994 was the last time we won before at, la- home. at home. In 2015, we won one playoff game at Houston. And then we came home because I think there was another upset. Somehow we ended up hosting. I don't remember who we lost to the next week, but we lost next week. But uh, we went to Houston as a wild card and beat them. And But other than that, I mean, Todd Haley couldn't win a playoff game. Gunther Cunningham couldn't win a playoff I game. about Gunther. Marty Schottenheimer. Uh, Romeo, was it Romeo Cornell? Yes. Romeo Cornell was there. It's a number of coaches. It's an organizational issue. Andy Reid has always struggled in the playoffs. He's taken one really solid team to the Super Bowl. He is not a good game manager. They clearly... Go ahead. Here, here's my thing with watching Andy Reid. <clears throat> Why is it the opening, um, say, opening two drives? Right. <clears throat> they The Chiefs look like they're on the ball. They know what they're doing. Yep. And then after, like, they get to the third, their third possession, it's like they forgot. It's like they're just making it up like we're doing it right now. The answer is technology. So... He is a fantastic game preparer. Andy Reid can spend an entire week putting into place a strategy for a game and prepare for an amazing game. The problem is, is that once you have those two or three drives in place and the team has had an opportunity to see what you're doing, and now they use their fancy Surface tablets to look at it and say, oh, they're isolating us against Kelsey, or they're isolating Hill, or they're moving Hill to a slot we haven't seen before. They adjust, and that's where he's not a good game coach because they adjust to his strategy, and he doesn't adjust out of the strategy well, and there's the problem. So, like, uh, let's and look. Why at, did they stop running? They They're, stopped. They stopped running because because I, I think because of the Kelsey thing. I think Kelsey was central to their game plan. I think their plan was to involve Travis Kelsey, and he had four catches for sixty six and a touchdown before he had the concussion. I think that was a huge part of their their game plan. And when he went out, all of a sudden they were like, crap, what do we do? And that's there's your fault with Andy Reid. Andy Reid overemphasizes certain parts. And then what happens if that doesn't work? Don't forget that losing streak in the middle of the year. He was trying to downplay Hunt. He was trying to move away from de- relying on Hunt because he wanted people, I think, to start to fear the passing game because Alex Smith had had such a hot start to the season. And it didn't work. And that's the problem, is that when he moves away from certain things or he embraces certain things, he can't adjust. He is a terrible adjustment coach, and that is the issue. But that's an organizational issue as well. Kansas City has been like this for over 20 years. So no, it is not time to fire Andy Reid. What it is time to do is get an offensive coordinator in there. To And if, if, if you're one of the Hunt family, you need to walk down, you need to say to Andy, this offensive coordinator you're hiring, he's in charge of the offense. Not you. He is in charge of the offense, and that's the mistake they make. Honestly, what do you think? Should we fire Andy Reid? Um, yeah, I mean, my team has Marvin Lewis, so <clears throat> yeah, I think it's I. I'm pretty much on on the same level as you because the Bengals went through a couple offensive coordinators. They actually changed it mid season this year, uh huh. And it actually for a while it did improve it, and then I don't know what happened, but. There's a lot of other parts to teams than just the head coach. Oh, absolutely. And that's the thing. That's what people don't realize. I mean, not every team is going to have a Peyton Manning who is pretty much his own offensive coordinator. Well, and there's the issue is that Andy Reid insists on being so involved in the offense. I think if Andy Reid walked into an offensive coordinator's office on a Monday morning and said, 
I think this is what you need to plan for and let him run with it, it'd be better. But he doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah. And that's the problem. So there's the answer okay. to that. Okay, so burning hot take question number two, which kind of goes off the same question. On Saturday, both home teams lost. Yes. Both were favorited. Favorited? All the home teams were favored. Favored. Favorited. I speak of the English good. <laughs> they were favored. Which one should be more concerned by the loss? The Rams or the Chiefs? Hmm. That's a tough one. Because the Rams, I would say, they lost due to inexperience. So a year from now, it's better? For the Rams, yes. Is it a better for year Chiefs, for now I with the Chiefs? Know. See, I agree. I, think I don't know who the Chiefs' quarterback is going to be. <laughs> I don't think the Chiefs know who the Chiefs' quarterback is going to be. I mean, but that's a, that's a separate issue. That's another burning hot take question, and we'll get to that during the offseason, I'm sure, about player movement. The Rams have so much optimism. Here's the thing, though. Todd Gurley, first year, owns the universe. Yes. Year two, yawn. Year three, what has been called on Sirius XM Fantasy Radio as the Todd Gurley Redemption Tour <laughs> happens. What do we expect in year four? Do we expect... Well, was was his second year just I, a sophomore slump? Or? It may have been, plus they added in Goff. He wasn't there. He didn't start last year. No, he wasn't there. Was he? It, I'm drawing no, he was a rookie. Yeah, he's a rookie this year. Yeah. Yeah. So that made, maybe that was the key. Maybe... Or is he going to be, is he the new Doug Martin where it's every other year up through this year? This should have been well, a Doug yeah. Martin year and it wasn't. No, I don't know what Doug Martin has done. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> I think the Rams have more cause for optimism than the Chiefs. Um, the good news is the Chiefs play in a really terrible division. So, you yeah, know. The Raiders with a new coach. The Raiders are going nowhere. The Raider, the only the only place the Raiders are going is Vegas. That's it. That's in as far. Two, like two years? whatever John Gruden is not going to be the answer. Raider nation is going to expect him to come in here, walk up to, to Carr and go, you're David Carr. You need to throw the ball. He's very hard on quarterbacks. He is. And very he's hard and he's great. But the problem is, is that Carr's already established in his ways. Carr, does, Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper are not going to cut it as a wide receiver duo with your current backfield. You cannot rely on Marshawn Lynch. They need to go draft a running back. The end. I think they're going to do that this year. From what I'm hearing, it's a good running back class. I am not a college guy, so I don't know. Uh, there's quite a few people. We need to get my brother out here. There's quite a few um, running backs. We need to get my year. brother Adam out here because he is a huge college person. I know you watch a lot of college football, too. But he's a huge college guy. I mean, he knows like names and stuff like that. He's like yeah, Mel Kuyper with better hair. <laughs> What's that? So there's a lot of names to know in college. There is because there's a lot more programs. But my brother's like Mel Kuyper, but with better hair. And they don't have to freeze him cryogenically 10 months out of the year to keep him alive. So, <laughs> you know, um, that's I, I think that that would be something during the offseason. We are going to be experimenting with a new software that's going to allow us to bring guests in. We hope. I think Adam's going to be one of the guests we bring in. Tell us, like right before the draft, tell us about what we're looking at in the draft. Who are we looking at here? Because I'm tired of relying on guys like Mel Kuyper Jr., who's right a lot of the time, but he's wrong a lot of the time. And, yeah. you know, and he under, and, and, and there's people that, there are people who get bumped up Mel Kuyper's list three or four spots that I do think affect 
how NFL teams draft, and there's guys he just doesn't like for whatever reason, they get bumped down three or four spots, and they don't get the exposure that they want. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I'm not a big Kuiper guy, so I I would like to see, I'd like to get an alternative opinion here from my brother. So, But anyway. I'm good with that. Burning hot take number three. It's up to you. All right. So, speaking of liking people. Yeah. The Bengals' ex-defensive coordinator, who I liked, Mike Zimmer. Oh, yeah, Mike Zimmer, former Vikings coach as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, no, he's still the coach. What's that? He's still the coach. Oh, that's, is he still in Vikings? Oh, yeah. Why did I think he was... I'm thinking I'm confusing with somebody else. Okay, so Zimmer's in, in, in Minnesota. <clears throat> yeah, he's okay. in Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, I know weekend. Minnesota has had a various quarterbacks this year. Yeah. Especially with... Well, started with, uh, with Bridgewater getting hurt. Uh, well, Bridgewater's been hurt since last year. Right. But then, then you had did, Sam Bradford come in, and Sam hurt. Bradford was going to be the, the the steerer of the, the ship. And then he got hurt, and he didn't even get injured, injured. It was just kind of like, oh, Bradford's on the injury report. And people were like, oh, that's not shocking. It's not like he went down spectacularly like Joe Theismann grabbing his exposed right. femur. He just all of a sudden was on the injury report, and nobody knew why. Yep. Uh, he's a very talented man with a good arm, but he is extremely fragile. So and then Very. we got Case Keenum and Case Keenum turned out to be amazing. Right. And here's the thing. Mike Zimmer for whatever reason, he yeah. does not like Casey Keenum. Mm, doesn't he, like, like Case. If, if people ask him about Casey Keenum, he's like Case, not Casey. Oh, sorry. Case. 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 Like, like Kirk like Cousins. Brief Case. Like Kurt Cousins or yes. Kirk Cousins. He's he oh god, now I'm confused. He's Kirk, <laughs> right? He's Kirk Cousins. Kirk with a K. Okay, yeah. So but Mr. we're talking about Case Keenum. Mr. Keenum. Yes. Uh, you know, <laughs> people ask Mike Zimmer about him, like how he played whenever, and he's like, nah, we did okay today. I think that's Zimmer covering his butt, though. But go on. I'm sorry. You didn't even ask the question. Seems like, it just seems like he doesn't like him. So what happens if Mr. Keenum brings the Vikings to the Super Bowl? Do you, what do you do? What's his contract situation? Uh, I don't know. I can ask the internet. Hey, Siri, what's Case Keenum's contract situation like? <laughs> oh, I have to disable <laughs> my phone. You broke it. it doesn't, no, I turned it off. Oh. I turned it off. So while Craig's looking that up, I'll tell you the quick funny story. I work with a woman named Sarah, and the way I talk, Sarah is close enough to how I pronounce Siri that I'll get a phone call, and she'll be like, hi, Britt, and I'll be like, hi, Sarah, or hey, Sarah, and my phone will go, Hello, Britt. What do you want? And I'll be like, oh, no, no, I'm not talking to you. And Sarah's on the phone with me. She'll be like, what you, no, you're talking to me. I'm like, no, no, I'm talking to my phone. I didn't understand you. No, because I'm not talking <laughs> to you. So I shut it off. I was like, I am done with this. It can't tell with my particular inflections the difference between Sarah and Siri. So yep. uh, so the he was on the Rams for two years. He signed a one-year contract with the Vikings. So he's technically a free agent after this year. Two million dollars, but a two hundred fifty thousand dollars signing bonus. Hmm. Like okay. what happens? From which perspective do we want to talk about? Because now you have to think about what Case Keenum's going to do. There's that. I mean, there's several teams that need a quarterback, and that is Sam Bradford. Just who? Who not, needs a quarterback? Or Bridgewater just take over again? Who needs a quarterback? Um, let's 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 just go really quickly, division by division. So NFC East, <laughs> NFC East. <laughs> oh. You've got Eli. They don't know what they're going to do there yet. Yep. They're going to try to keep Cousins in Washington. Dak Prescott's not going anywhere. 
Who am I forgetting in that division? And Carson Wentz. Okay, done. NFC East, out. Yep. The South. You've got... Breeze is probably not going to retire. He feels like he's got another year or two in it. Uh, Newton is fine. Matty Ice isn't going anywhere. Tampa? No, they're pretty... uh, I don't know what Winston's doing. But okay, so <laughs> let's let's consider that a potential maybe battleground. NFC North. Aaron Rodgers is not going anywhere. Nope. Mitchell Trubisky is not going as anywhere. of right now. Um, we're talking about the Vikings, so we can't talk about the Vikings. Uh, Detroit Stafford's not going anywhere. NFC West. Arizona, Arizona needs, a quarterback. needs a quarterback. There's two. Seattle. Russell Wilson's not going anywhere. Who else in that division? San Francisco. Yeah, well, I mean they got a uh, they got Mr. Golden Boy from I, I I'm Patriots. gonna say no to that one. Who else am I forgetting in that division? Arizona, San Francisco, and LA. Okay, yeah, that's that's Duncan's so AFC more. So there's one or two spots in the NFC, AFC East. The Jets, the Jets absolutely would talk to him. Miami absolutely would talk to him. Uh, I don't think the Patriots, I know Buffalo would absolutely talk to him. So there's three right there. You know, I'm going to stop there because, and like you said, you get the Browns, you've got Joe Flacco talking about potential retirement. Who knows what the Colts are doing? Who knows what the Colts are going to do? Um, what's his name? But Roethlisberger considered retirement during the off season. There's probably five or six solid landing spots in the AFC. So if I'm case Keenum, my, the moment the season is over, my agent's on the phone with the Vikings and saying, what do you guys, what's your long-term plan? Because if you're not going to resign us, we're going to start looking elsewhere. And if you want to resign us, here's what we're looking for. Because he did. He had a great, he had a great year. Yeah. I mean, and he seriously could, he's probably would be, I don't know who else is, is due to become a free agent this year, but he's probably be one of the top three Alex free Smith. agents. Alex Smith is... A restricted free agent? No, he's got to be a regular free agent. He's been around way too long. The Chiefs bring him back for another year. I think I personally think the Chiefs bring back Alex Smith for one more year. I can see that. I really do. I think they sign him to a two-year deal, but they tell him up front, you're only guaranteed the starter for one year. We're going to give you and Mahomes. It's going to be a battle. But if you want to sign, because where is he going to go? Is he going to go to a different AFC team? Yeah, he's better off on the Browns. But again... If you're the Browns, are you going to shell out for him while you have Kaiser, your supposed future, sitting there? Or would you rather suffer through another bad year with Kaiser? I don't know. I think Kaiser needs some mentorship. That might be. A, but is Alex Smith the guy to do it? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Um, you know where he, where great landing spot for him would be? Would be the Colts. Alex Smith? Yes. Or- yes, because the Colts really need, supposedly, just in case Andrew Luck needs another year, or Andrew Luck is not, they need somebody there to back up Andrew Luck to kind of take over that spot. So, you know, and I, I this was a question on Twitter this week too, just to divert really quickly, was people were already starting to put out quarterback rankings. And people were putting out a list of four quarterbacks, Watson, Breeze, Luck. Oh, I forget and. the fourth. I forget the fourth. I think it might have been Kaiser. And rank them. Okay. And somebody put Luck as fourth because we haven't seen him. We don't know what's going on with his yeah, shoulder. Yeah, we don't know if he can move his arm. Exactly. And one guy just went nuts and was like, Luck is way better than Kaiser and Watson. When this, he is healthy. And that's what I responded to the gentleman. And I said, but we don't know if Luck is still Luck. He's a tremendous athlete. 
He's got a lot of skill. He's got a strong arm and a smart brain. <laughs> if your rotator cuff doesn't work. But yeah, but it, it, but is he able to play? And that's the part we don't know. So we got to speculate. I can look at Deshaun Watson's injury. What did he do? Something to his knee? I'm drawing a blank. Knee or his ankle. Knee or his ankle. Something that people recover from all the time within a year. Andrew Luck's injury, he should have been back on the field this year. Something didn't heal right. Something didn't go according to plan. So I cannot tell you that Luck is going to be better. I honestly right now cannot tell you that Andrew Luck is a better choice at quarterback in 2018 than Deshaun Kaiser. I can't. Is he? 75% chance I would say Luck. If you make me choose between the two, I'm probably going to choose Luck. But if you're telling me your life depended on it, I'm probably starting Kaiser. Like let's for example, draft.com yep. has already started best ball leagues. <clears throat> really? Yes. Yeah, wow, right we now doing? we could open the phone right now and draft a team for 2018's best ball. They they did this whole thing. The season never ends. Best ball leagues are already forming. We could draft a team right now. You were not we're down to our last pick and the choice is between Deshaun Kaiser or Andrew Luck right now for the upcoming 2018 season. You have to commit to one of them as an option at quarterback and it's best ball. Right. So God willing you have a better Someone quarterback. Else, yep. Who would you pick? Kaiser. Because you, have you could, to. because you know he's going to play. Because you know he's going to play at this point, as opposed to luck, we don't know. That's the point with that sort of thing. So we don't know. So and Alex Smith might be a great landing spot for him there. So I, anyway, I'm taking a real long way around <laughs> your question. So Keenum has to think about his options. Minnesota is going to have a better idea of what they have with Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Bradford. Case Keenum is not going to sign on to be in a three-man committee. And I'm going to let the three of you battle Especially it out in camp. this year. Exactly. He's going to take the money and he's going to run. He's going to pull him at Castle when Castle went to Kansas City. I had to fill in for Brady once or twice. Look how good I am. Look how good I am. I did really good in the one game where Brady like left in the middle of the game with a potential concussion. And I led us to victory and hey, we were fine. Hey, hey, oh, no, it wasn't Brady's a concussion. Brady's never had a concussion. It was, this, right, it was not a concussion. It was Officially. the suspension. It was the suspension. It was Deflategate. That's where Castle got his. That's how Castle got his contract with Kansas City. He filled in for what? Was it four games? Yeah. Four games. They won three of them when everyone said, watch the Patriots go one in three because they underestimated the ability of the Patriots no, as a whole. We don't, we don't talk about the, any game plans or anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that player. Next question. You know, I mean, that's that's a whole nother. The, the Patriots are a mess. We'll save the Patriot mess for the offseason when we know what's going on there. <laughs> But um, so, yeah, there we are. So, uh, yeah, I think if you're or so. So let me rephrase the question for your point of view. If you're Minnesota, are you willing to let Case Keenum walk because you've got Bradford and Bridgewater and you think one of them will be ready to play in 2018? That's tough. That's a tough question to answer if you don't know the extent of their injury, which obviously we don't because we're not in their facility. Right. They have that's an a idea. Tough question. I mean, it's because. Mr. Keenum, he got the Vikings. Case, like a briefcase. You can call him Case. He's not that formal. Um, he got them much further than anyone expected. I, I honestly think they, if, I, I think, and this is, this and was. And Thielen came out of nowhere too, so. Yeah, he really did make Thielen bigger than he was already. Um, I think the winner of the New Orleans-Minnesota game is going to the Super Bowl. I think whoever wins that game this weekend is going to the Super Bowl because I don't think who's the other who's game? left in the At- NFC Atlanta and Philly. See my pick for Philly, man, it would have would have come true if Wentz didn't get hurt. <laughs> so let's 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 move on to that. Let's move on to where we are this weekend because it kind of ties in. So let's start in the NFC. Okay. You got New Orleans at Minnesota. You've got Atlanta at Philadelphia. The winners to meet a week later. 
Can New Orleans go into Minnesota and win this game? I think they can. If you had to pick it, wh- wh- where would you pick right now? If it just straight up one or the other? Straight up. I'm not, no lines. Um, I would pick New Orleans based on experience. Okay, so let's... Uh, I'm Because actually, Drew Brees doesn't really get... I'm going to call this rattled. a coin toss. I really am. I'm going to call this game a coin toss. I think it can go either way. If you ask me, if you put my feet to the fire, I'm going to take New Orleans. Atlanta at Philly. I think this game could go either way too. The home field advantage helps Philly a lot, but I really think Atlanta has been angry. Yeah, I mean, they have something to prove. So call the game, Atlanta, Philly. Oh, man. And it's in Philly. It's in Philly. Wow, that's tough. I think that's a harder one to call. It, Atlanta, Atlanta has something to prove, and Philly's always better at home. That's, yeah, that's way better at one. home. I'm going to take Atlanta. That means you've got so so all right, so you have one of two things. You either have New Orleans at Philly for the NFC championship. Okay. Or you've got Atlanta at New Orleans. Because New Orleans would be the higher seed. Then New Orleans definitely in that case. You'll take New Orleans over Philly or Atlanta? I'll take New Orleans over Atlanta. Philly, I don't know because they're playing outside and it's January. Okay, see that that's a huge that's a great point. That is a huge factor. Drew no. doesn't like the cult. <laughs> so I will take... All right, so in that scenario, I'm going to take Atlanta over Philly, by the way, and then I will take New Orleans over Atlanta in New Orleans and put New Orleans in the Super Bowl. But I think if Minnesota wins, I think Minnesota goes into Philly and beats them, or Atlanta comes to Minnesota and loses. So either way, I think the winner of the New Orleans-Minnesota game is going to end up either representing... It reminds me way, way back when... Oh, God, I'm struggling with the year now. <laughs> 2002 2003 Good it times. was the NCAA final four and it ended up being Yukon Duke Gonzaga never never picked Duke and somebody else never picked Duke <sighs> and I can't Ever. remember I can't remember who it was I think it might have been like Ohio State or something like that it was really good that year it might have been the year of what's his name the guy who looked like he was 75 years old but it was actually like 19. Ended up being a really bad NBA player. He had a lot of injury problems. I forget That's his name. That's a lot of them. But it, but the, the 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 matchup ended up being UConn versus Duke, and like Ohio State versus Gonzaga. I'll never remember what, who that fourth team was. And everyone was just looking at the UConn Duke game, going, "The winner of that game is winning the national championship." No question in our minds. Whoever wins that semifinal is winning. And that's how I'm looking at the NFC playoffs. Whoever wins at New Orleans Minnesota game is going to the Super Bowl. Because I'm not worried about the other side of that equation at all. I'm not worried about Atlanta or Philadelphia for either of the teams. If you're asking me to rank the top four teams that are still left in the NFC, New Orleans and Minnesota are 1-2 in either order. Now, what if Wentz is still playing? He's not, so I'm not going to think about it. All right. Because I don't know how to answer that question, so I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Again, the inexperience killed Goff. That did. The inexperience is also going to kill Wentz. It actually hurts him. It would be better for him to be healthy and for Philadelphia to lose to Atlanta at home. Just so he can be in a playoff game. So he can be in a game and he can experience that loss and experience the intensity of it. Because the experience factor, there is, in the NFC, absolutely favors Atlanta. Every single member of that team played in the Super Bowl last year. Who's in Atlanta that wasn't there for the Super Bowl? That's a key player. Who? Matty Ice was there. Was Hooper there? Yes. Hooper was on the team last year. I know because I used him in DFS once or twice. <laughs> yeah, then most of them were. They're all there. New Orleans, 
Well, Kamara's never seen playoff action before last week. Michael Thomas has never been in a game that big. It's different. Same thing with Wentz. Wentz has never been on that stage. It is different. Now, Breeze has got that experience. Yep. You know, um, who's in Philadelphia's backfield? I'm trying, why am I trying to blink on this? What's Darren, his name is there? Not Darren Sproles. Well, Darren Sproles has been a big game. The guy games. from uh, uh, Miami. Jay Ajayi. No, there's no way Jay Ajayi has this <laughs> level of experience. They are, without a doubt, the more experienced team. So, all right, so let's jump to the AFC. All right. Who the hell's who, who's playing? I don't know. Patriots are playing somebody. The Chiefs lost and <laughs> Jacksonville won, right? Yeah. So Jacksonville being the higher seed has to go to Pittsburgh. Yep. And Houston has to go to New England. Yep. New England's gonna kill Houston. Yep. I I thought that last week too. The Patriots can actually stop runners. And just as a quick aside, I'm not going to go off on the whole Chiefs thing because you already heard me go off about the Chiefs thing because Craig and I were in a Turkish restaurant as that game ended, and Craig was trying not to smile because he had the under in that game, and he got there by about a point and a half. I did. I Dude. lost everything else. You I lost everything? Seriously? The one game you won? You went one in three? Uh, yeah, overall? Yes. You have to. You had to pick the who won and then the over-under. Yeah, so what was your record? So that's, uh, it, was, it was eight possible points then. So I was like... Two and six. Are you freaking kidding me? So you didn't even get anything out of it? No. That's no. BS. I know. All right. Anyway, so Craig's already heard me rant about this. The Jeff Triplett thing, I, and we were at a distillery tour, which I, I complained about last week, which turned out to be a good thing because I missed the... No, the Titans go to the New England. Titans. What did I say? Houston? I yes. said Houston. You're right. Tennessee. That's how bad Tennessee shoot really is. is I, I can't believe they're still on it. Um, I missed the Marcus Mariota gets... Gets speared. Does his Bugs Bunny trick? No, no, we saw that. We saw that because Craig and me looked at me and went, "How do you score that?" Like, not even a heart. Like, I'm still trying to figure out what happened. And Craig just went, "How do you score that?" And but I mean, and and I don't know if you noticed, but a lot like there became like DraftKings and FanDuel were sending out a a standardized email to people because everyone was writing them going, "How does this score?" And it really is. It's a pass to himself for a touchdown, which is not the first time that's happened. It happened in Minnesota. What the hell was that really? dude's name? Oh Dante my god! Culpepper. No, before him, Doug something. Flutie. No. <laughs> oh god, I'll, I'll have to look it up later. Um, but he did. He was at like the one yard line, and he tried to throw a quick pass, and it got batted right back to him, and he caught it. So now I'm standing at the like the one and a half yard line with a ball, and for a half a heartbeat, he thought about throwing it again, and then realized, no, I can't do that. So he just dove, and he got into the end zone. And I remember I was watching that game with my brother and my brother just looked at me and went, how do we score that? Because, you know, we use CBS and sometimes CBS likes to do its own scoring versions. You know, does. that does like to change our schedule without telling us. But um, the Jeff Triplett thing is where I'm going with all of this. I didn't see the play where Marcus Mariota got called for stopping for forward progress while he was backing up the entire way. I didn't yeah, see I, it. I saw a replay of that. That's absolutely a fumble. That was a fumble. That's absolutely a fumble. That's why he retired. <laughs> he was <laughs> like, I'm done. I'm done. And this speaks totally to your point of why the NFL needs to go to full-time officials. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Jeff Triplett was a fine official. He had a terrible game in his last game, and he probably should have retired a year ago so that this didn't happen. The NFL needs to do something about its officiating. It's bad, and it's getting refs. worse. Well, it, yeah. It's the only sport without full-time refs. The only major sport without full-time refs. Major League Baseball refs not only are considered full-time employees, 
they get something like four weeks vacation, two of which they can use during the baseball season. Really? I want to, I want to say that. You work April through September. Okay. You work six months a year. Right. And you can use two of your vacation weeks in the middle of that six months. And now with baseball, are the crews always the same? Like, are they always together? Yes. And that's what they do during the offseason. They train together. They do the winter ball. They have a, a clinic in Arizona, if I remember correctly, where they go during the offseason for like two out of every four weeks. And they do all these trainings and they practice together and they do the, the winter ball together. And then that way they, they can get that proficiency. NFL officials. Like, yeah, they just show up in September or August. They get a letter on Tuesday telling them <laughs> what got screwed up the previous week to, so they don't do it again. And then and a plane ticket saying show up here Saturday night. That's all they do. It is a terrible And then the system. Super Bowl, they put random people that have never worked together. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. Crews don't. Crews should absolutely travel Baseball, together. Baseball. They go to the World Series together, right? Yes, I believe crews travel together. Yes, but they shouldn't. You can't. You cannot. It's just. I know. It's crazy. I've done umpiring. I did it at the at the recreational level. Who you work with and how often you work with them really, really matters. I, I, again, really quick story as we we're going to go on the side thing here. Yeah. The guy sure. who's the head of officiating, guy named Glenn. That's all I'm going to call him is Glenn. Really nice guy. <laughs> Glenn was not the best nonverbal communicator. Glenn was a yeller. So if I was calling the bases for a rec softball game and Glenn was behind home plate, typical wisdom is you have certain bases covered in certain situations. So with bases empty, a guy covering the bases is stationed somewhere near first base but in play Mm -hmm. because on a ball that leaves the infield that may go for a double... The uh, base umpire moves in towards second in case there's a bang-bang play at second. Right. Okay. It was a situation where I had a runner on first and a ball hit sharply to the outfield. There was no question in my mind this guy from first base was going to score. I moved in and I took up position behind second base, maybe two steps off in case I needed to pivot to third. Sure enough, the guy who hit the ball went for the double. So now I'm watching him, and I am convinced in my mind that the guy from first base has taken the turn at third and is heading home, and Glenn is at home ready to call home plate. Right. The guy rounds third and changes his mind. I think he slipped. I don't know because I was paying attention to second base and dives back towards third. The cutoff man sees the guy laying on the ground trying to get back to third base and decides I'm going to get the lead runner. Okay. I hear from behind me, as loud as you can possibly imagine, because I'm not going to yell into the microphone, I've got it. As Glenn drops his gear and is charging down the third baseline to make a call at third base. He it, ran all the way around? the. Well, he was behind home plate. Yep. He came all the way up the line. If I had turned my attention and taken two steps to my left, I could have made the call at third base. I was halfway between second and third. I was ready in case I needed to pivot. All he needed to do was yell Brit third base or or something of that nature. Instead, he decided to do it himself. That was the kind of player he is. Now, again, I also umpired with guys. Yep. There was a guy named Jose. Jose was a pointer. So Jose in that situation would have gone Brit and pointed at third base. That was his way. 
That was his way. When he was covering bases and he wanted to let me know he was going to cover against a certain play before a pitch was made, yep. he would point at himself and point at the base. Hand cues, those kind of... But you don't learn those until you start to work with somebody. Glenn and I never worked together, so Glenn yelled at me all the time. I would work with Jose all the time, so I knew Jose would point at where he was going to go cover, and I knew that that's where the coverage was. That familiarity, when you work with the same people, game after game, matters. That's it. That's it. And again, I again, I'm not comparing myself to a pro official. I yeah, called Rex softball on Sundays. <laughs> but my crew changed every week. There were two or three guys I worked with a lot, and those two or three guys, I knew how they operated, I knew how they communicated. The guys I didn't work with a lot had to yell at me a lot because I didn't know how they communicated. So, it matters. Yeah, communication is key, especially with officiating. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, which I never understood why I never understood why in the Super Bowl <clears throat> the refs were just people that have never worked together. It's, like it's supposed to be an all-star crew. Yeah, but that's you should do that for the Pro Bowl. Right. Like, not the Super Bowl. Right. So, all right. So, anyway, back to the original question, which is, what do we make of the AFC? All right. So, Tennessee going to New England, call it. Uh, Tennessee going to New England. Uh, I guess the Patriots. I can't. I can't call Tennessee. I can't. They're the worst team in the playoffs. I can't. You know why I can't? Because the officiating always favors the Patriots anyway. So the bad official, if there if there's a bad yep. officiating crew, it's going to help. You know it's true, Sanch. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna favor <laughs> the Pats. It's gonna favor the Pats. So that means Jacksonville has to go to Pittsburgh. Jacksonville, which has the best defense in the NFL, allegedly. Allegedly, you make it sound like they're under investigation for a crime. <laughs> I'm gonna take Jacksonville in that game. I think Jacksonville can go into Pittsburgh and win. I do. I actually hope they do. I hope they do too. So who? So, but who are you gonna call? You gonna call Pittsburgh? Or you can call Jacksonville. Make your pick. Um, I'm gonna call Jacksonville on that one. All right, so you're calling the upset there, which leaves you Jacksonville at New England in the AFC Championship, and I think we're going to have New Orleans and New Orleans slash Minnesota <laughs> versus the Patriots in the Super Bowl is Britt's call. All right, I'm gonna. You know what? I'll I'll take the the uh, underdog on that one. I'll say the Jaguars. Are you putting the, the Jaguars Saints. in the Super? Are you putting Blake Bortles in the Super Bowl? Yes. All right, yes, ladies I and gentlemen, am. it is right now <laughs> seven fourteen p.m. On January 10th, 2018, Craig Matthews has just predicted that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to the Super Bowl. Our buddy Sean just looked up and went, someone talking about Blake Bortles? I love Blake Bortles. Wow. This is, is. Oh, if you're all right, you know what? If you're right about this, six pack of your choice. You don't even have to put something up on your side against me. Six pack of your choice. I, that this is that is a gutsy call. That is, is a gutsy call, and I'm proud of you for making it. So, all right, so um, all right, so there's there's our, our there's playoff that. thoughts. I don't, I didn't do a metric this week. No, I'm because done. um, the playoffs are I think worse than the first game of the season in DFS. Yeah, I'm done. I don't care anymore. I'm gonna put a DFS lineup that of people I like and people I think are gonna do well. And at the end, as a matter That's of fact, fair. I'm I'm I pretty much I'm just gonna experiment with FanDuel's um. Superflex version, the NFL Super. Yep. Um, I like it. Mm-hmm. I like being able to use two quarterbacks, and yep. I've done pretty well with it with the exception of last week. So um yeah, I'm not I mean I'm there's a couple <clears throat> there's a couple sleepers I like. 
Oh my God, I just realized Blake but, Bortles is in my lineup. There, see that? Wow. See right, that. I must have been drunk when I did this. All right, go on. So the sleepers <laughs> you like. Talk about your sleepers. Uh, so there's a couple. A couple. Uh, the first one, it, well, I mean, it's really not sleepers because there's really not that many teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like McKinnon. I just don't know. Only because the Saints defense, I mean, they've gotten better as the year go on, has gone on. They're better against the pass. But they're better against the pass, so I think he's going to have a decent running. And they, uh, they really only, and, and Latimer is great against the pass. But what are you going to do? You can't shut down both Thielen and Diggs. Yeah. <clears throat> so. I don't know. Uh, the other thing, I, other thing, sorry, other player I like yeah. is, <clears throat> even though they're playing against the Jacksonville uh, Jaguars. Right. Um, so you have Antonio Brown. Mm. You have Juju. You have Bryant. Okay. And you have Bell. FanDuel has a Saturday-Sunday slate. I thought you said they only had Saturday or Sunday. I thought they did. I'm looking at the Saturday-Sunday main slate. Because I think I'm going to put together a lineup on the fly here. Okay. I'm feeling like it. Sorry, go on. <laughs> Keep talking. Juju Schuster. Juju Smith-Schuster. Smith-Schuster, Bell, and Bryant. Is Brown playing? He is. He's he- still, I think, I don't know if I would start him because he's still... He's coming right off his injury, so I don't know what to make of him. But um, why don't I have internet? I don't know. I'm on Cloud <laughs> City. <laughs> um, but anyway, you can't double team all four of those guys. You can't double team you can't. all four of those guys. So, in theory, you could. But if you did that, that would leave you with two linemen. That would. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, Eli Rogers is their slot receiver. Oh, there's too many mouths to feed. I can't. I can't go. What is Eli Rogers going to cost me? I don't know. Let's find out. You're looking at the app. I'm not because your internet's not cooperating with my phone. <laughs> I'm getting your. I'm getting your wireless. Oh, there we go. Okay. Content unavailable. Oh, what did you do? I, it's your phone. <clears throat> okay, here Please we go. Please stand by. I'm going to put in a fifty-fifty lineup on the fly. All here. right. Okay, so um, so how much is Eli? So Rogers? you want me to look at Eli Rogers really yep. quick? How much is he on Fanduel? Yep, uh, fifty four hundred. See that? I'd like to point out that he's averaging two point three two points a game, which puts him at point three percent value. Right. Well, that's why he's a sleeper pick. Okay. Good luck with that. I'm not going to go that <laughs> route. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm really. What are you do? I'm. I. I. You know your Minnesota chat and how. New Orleans is good against the pass, but there's just too many targets there is inspiring me. So I think I'm going to start a lineup with Case Keenum and see what happens here. All right. Is um, this going to be a super flex lineup? Or you're gonna no, this is a normal lineup. Okay. This is a normal lineup. All right. I just don't know if I want to use McKinnon, McKinnon or Latavius Murray because they can go either way. McKinnon's averaging 9.5 points per game on FanDuel. Murray's averaging nine point three, and one and Murray's sixty eight hundred, McKinnon sixty five hundred. I'm gonna buy your rhetoric and go with McKinnon. Okay. Who do you like at running back other than McKinnon? And don't you dare say Alvin Kamara. I swear to God, <laughs> I will hit you. On Fanduel, let me bring it up here. Uh-huh. Do we like Le- Do we like Le'Veon Bell ninety four hundred against Jacksonville? That's a I, lot. That's a lot for. I would go with Deion Lewis. What about Leonard Fournette? Again, well, my problem with Fournette is Pittsburgh's defense is okay, but Fournette, about, is made of, Fournette is made of paper mache. 
What about Jay Ajayi? 6,900 against Atlanta at home. That's not bad. All right, I'm going to plug him in. Or Deion Lewis. Yeah, Deion Lewis is up there, too. He's a little more expensive. Okay. Wideouts. So, who do we like at wideout? <laughs> I can do Thielen or Diggs. Let's put it that way. So, who does who does Latimer not shut Cover. down? I think they're going to keep him on Thielen. I think, I think this is going to be a Diggs game. All right. So, I'll put in stuff on Diggs. Yep. Need two more wideouts. Mm-hmm. The game's indoors, so I kind of like Michael Thomas. Ginn Jr.? You know, I, I do. I like Ted Ginn Jr. because I want I want some exposure to New Orleans here. Yep. And I think that that game has the potential to be a shootout. Um, other wideout, I want to go kind of like off the beaten path. So I'm Today, going down. Rodgers or Davis? I'm go- Well, I may be going even deeper than that. Really? Um, Who's left? Don't you dare say Eric Decker. I'll throw my phone. I'm actually looking right at his picture. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I'm look- he's 4,800, and he caught a touchdown last week. Oh, God. All he's got to do is catch a touchdown, and he's got value. Eric Decker. All right, let's pass Eric Decker. Who else is down here? People Phillip- you've never heard of. Philip Dorsett. <laughs> I thought he retired. Well, Malcolm what Mitchell- about Hearns? Malcolm Mitchell's on the IR. Why is he even on this list? What about Hearns? Uh, I don't know. Hearns, 5,400. What has he done again? He's played Pittsburgh already this year. What did he do against Pittsburgh earlier this year? 3.1 points at Pittsburgh earlier this year. Three targets, two catches, 21 yards. I don't know about that. (laughs) Do you start? What about, I'm going to play your game. What about Eli Rogers? Um, How much is he? I don't know. I'm looking. I don't see his game against Jacksonville. He must not have played that game. He's 5,400, but he is, again, averaging 2.3 points per game. What about Rashard Matthews? Do we think there's any chance that they get... He got two fantasy points against the Chiefs, for Christ's sake. (laughs) I mean, two. Two points against the Chiefs secondary. The Chiefs secondary. Are you off the uh, Ken Coltrane? Coltrane, get it? Nice. That was funny. What about D.D. Westbrook? All right, you can start D.D. Westbrook. You know, I mean, he had that one really bad game, against, but that was against Tennessee. Oh, I don't know. All right, you know what? Let's come back to him. Let's. We're going to fill in wide receiver last. Tight ends. Do, I'm not I going mean, Gronk. You do I go, have to. Do he's I go playing, Ertz? He's playing Tennessee. Do I go Ertz? Do you go Ertz without Wentz? All right, I'll pay up for Gronk. Okay. Kicker and defense, I'm going to fill in without announcing them on the air just so I don't violate any, any issues. rules of the FCC. Correct. Or whoever listens it's to this. It's actually FanDuel rules, so I'm not really... I don't know who listens to this. I don't either. I'm going to go with... The, okay, so after I fill in those two spots, I have $7,800 left. I'm just going to start down the list. You tell me when I should stop. Oh, I could afford Adam Thielen. <laughs> Adam Thielen is $7,600. You want to start two receivers on the same team. I could start Diggs, Keenum, and... Uh, can I? I don't think I can stack... Can I stack four players on FanDuel? Is there yeah, a limit? Yeah, it'll let you. So that would be Keenan McKinnon. I think let, well, it's super ones. I don't. I think it lets you. Yeah, well, because supers are different. That would give me Keenan McKinnon, Ajayi, Diggs, Ginn, Thielen, Gronk, Kicker defense. 
That's not bad. I kind of like that a lot. All right, I'm I'm locking it in. <laughs> I'm locking it in. Do it live. We'll do it live. I do just you, did it live. Do you do you ever start Julio Jones? Do you start Julio Jones? I can't trust Julio anymore. I just can't. Not in Philly. Oh uh, no, I just can't trust Julio anymore. I just I I want to st- I want to trust Julio. I just can't trust him anymore. I don't know what Julio's going to show up. Julio has not been very good this year. Overall, no. So we had another question from Cinch, but we'll save it for next week because it's a, it's a, it's an off-season quarterback question. Sure. Or a question that could be used for off-season quarterbacks. Yep. So, um, and uh, I've decided you and I need to have a conference. I'm going to say this live on the air. Craig is looking Craig is looking around like, oh, God, he's been drinking. <laughs> um <laughs> We need to have a conference in the next couple of weeks to discuss what we're going to do during the offseason. We will, and we will have that conference at Two Roads. No, I'm going to suggest we don't. Why? And the world yes. stops spinning. Britt <laughs> wants to go somewhere and talk about something other than Two Roads. Well, there's kind of a beer garden opening in downtown Bridgeport. That That's true. I would like to go check out. That's true. So I think that. that might be a good planning meeting. Are you working Sunday? I'm presuming you're working Probably. Sunday. Probably. You're in retail, so I know probably. that. Probably. Ch- you, what do you mean, probably? probably you don't know your schedule at this point? I don't know. What Sunday are you talking about? This Sunday. Oh. Sunday, Sunday, yeah. Sunday. One day on only. Seven. Truckosaurus. Yeah. Okay, so that, this Sunday is out. We're probably going to go we'll check it out. it out. We're probably going to check it out on, on Sunday. So um, I also need you to pick a day and come over to, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm say this on the air too, and come over and play Star Wars Rebellion because <laughs> I just found out I'm teaching it at ConCon. Nice. So, uh, yeah. Oh, and um, before I forget, we do yeah. have a new store on Cafe Press. Yes, talk about the Cafe Press store. So, um, so you know, we tried. I tried Teespring just to try it, you know. Uh, but Deb uh, ordered a shirt. From, Hi, Deb. Hi, Deb. Deb ordered a shirt from Teespring, and uh, apparently it was not good. So, well, she wasn't happy with it, so. No. And we want, we want anybody who orders our gear to be happy. Right. So if you go to cafepress.com slash fignutsdfs, it'll bring you to our shop. Uh, right now, we don't have much. Um, there are six things up for sale. Do we have a shirt? I need a T-shirt. There are two T-shirts, men's, women's. I need a men's shirt. There's a men's, women's uh, football shirt. We have a hoodie and a beer mm. glass. Hoodies tend to be expensive. A they beer are. glass. I don't need more glasses in my house. <laughs> Yeah, but this have this podcast is based off a of beer, so I felt we needed a beer glass. I like that. What's the t-shirt gonna run me? Don't forget I'm big. I need a three X. Uh well twenty four ninety nine. I can live with that. How much are you pocketing? Uh we're pocketing <laughs> we. not much. Where's this we? You <laughs> set this store up. It's not linked to anything I own. There is but no we it's here. Not much. Just All give right, me a cute give me are we back on? You're back on. Okay. Sorry about that. This is why we're gonna change our software too. Um Let's take a moment just to say thank you to everybody who has supported us, who has listened. Um, you know, we've we've jokingly called the folks who joined us Fig Nation. Um, you know, Cinch who sat in and routinely sends us things to talk about. Deb who listens to us, even though she hates football, which is hysterical. Uh, and all the folks who have reached out to us over the course of the year. Um, folks from my curling club have reached out and they've talked to me. Um it's yeah. become kind of a thing. I go nice. to the I go to the nice. curling club now, and people ask me how my football season's going because they know about the podcast. Um, nice. And if you like this podcast, leave a review on iTunes. Please helpful. do because we're we're setting up for next year, 
And, you know, we're going to we're going to have, like I said, we're going to have a meeting to discuss what we're going to do during the offseason. I would still like to do at least once a month where we're talking about offseason moves and things like that. And then, of course, once we get back to closer to the season, like July ish, we'll start doing weekly again. But I mean, that we have a lovely storage system and space, so we might as well fill it with something. I mean, I even came up with an idea of Fig Nuts and Friends where we would like just sit around and talk about beer and shit. I don't know. I don't we can do that. I mean, we, we're, we're, we'll, we have to have our meeting. We'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out. You know, um, but we really do want to thank everybody for joining us. We are going to be primarily football through the Super Bowl, Super Bowl but yes. after that, we're not sure exactly what's going to happen with us. We have a great number of ideas on that. The cinch has been fantastic with ideas on ways we could keep the podcast fresh during the offseason. It's a downtime a year for me. That period between the Super Bowl and baseball season is just not much. Oh. And I don't uh, know enough which, about fantasy baseball. I'm not a fantasy baseball I used to guy. Play that it's very time consuming. It is. It very is time consuming. And we have friends who do it, so maybe you know. I used to do it. Fig nuts and friends at least once a month, where we have we have baseball talk, might be a possibility. Where we do a, a football once a week, once a month. We do baseball once a month. You know, um, my brother has really gotten into the fantasy hockey. Um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. But uh, you know, I guess uh, final thoughts, Craig. Uh, yeah, I think you summed it up pretty well. Um, it's amazing when I don't prepare, I just ramble. You do, but it makes sense. I I don't know how, (laughs) but yeah, thank you for all the downloads. Uh, we appreciate it. And if, uh, you do like what you hear, uh, just leave a review on iTunes. It's appreciated. That's the best way to help us spread uh, this podcast. Check out, uh, Cafe Press. We will be, uh, submitting some of our episodes for podcast award nominations, uh, in April. So, we really hope at least uh, it's it would be. I know that's the old joke in Hollywood. It's an honor just to be nominated. It would be an honor for us just to be nominated in a <laughs> podcasting it would be. award category because we really do care a lot about this and we really appreciate all the support we've gotten. All the Twitter guys, 360 Football, uh, Fantasy Football Pigskin. There's a bunch of guys who have really embraced our stuff and, and really kind of uh, bantered with us. Um, one just because they like to annoy Craig because he's a Bengals fan and the guy who uh, I think it's 360 football is a Steelers fan. So they <laughs> love that as well. But uh, so we will be back next week. Next week, we'll be talking about the championship weekend. That's right. It's on top of us already. And we'll be getting ready for the Super Bowl. Um, I can tell you right now, before we sign off, my wife is so relieved, not happy, but relieved the Chiefs are out of the playoffs. Because I said to her, if by some miracle of fate the Chiefs make the Super Bowl, I'm throwing a party. <laughs> and when they lost, like 20 minutes after I was done being angry about the loss, she went, well, at least we don't have to throw a party. So <laughs> we'll see what happens there. But in the meantime, have a great week, everybody. If you're playing DFS in the, uh, in the what is this? This is Divisional Weekend. Divisional. In Divisional Weekend, good luck. We will see you next week. I am Britt. I'm Craig. And this is the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Thank <laughs> you.